0: If people were photographing plus size people, you never saw them anywhere. All you saw were the stereotypical uh, bodies that we normally see in media. So that's when I set out to basically change that and diversify the, the bodies that we see in the photography industry.
1: Welcome to the Tribe Archipelago Podcast. and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host Sean Morton. This podcast is of course sponsored by Tribe Archipelago, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collective of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at tribearchipelago.com and use the code TRIBEPODCAST to redeem this one time special offer. Today on the podcast, I sit down and chat with Terry Hofford, also known as Tough Love Terry. Describing herself as first and foremost a body image activist, Terry's photography work is based in the boudoir genre, though she is probably best known as an educator bringing her message of empowerment and body positivity to the world of photography. She travels extensively, running workshops like the Body Image Boot Camp, and I caught up with her at Camp Do More 2019, a boudoir and intimate portraiture workshop created by the Do More Photography team, where Terry was one of the featured educators. Usually, I do my interviews over the internet, so it was a rare treat for me to get to sit down face-to-face and have a really great conversation with Terry. Here's our chat. Okay, Terry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit um, about who you are, uh, what you do, and how you got to where you are in your photographic journey?
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Terry Hofford of Terry Hofford Photography, and I run a Body image boot camp as well as a boudoir studio in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, so, my boudoir studio is very much uh, body positive focused or body neutral focused and a very non judgmental space, which I love. And yeah, so my whole mission is to empower as many women as possible through using photography as my medium. Yeah,
1: very cool. It. Yeah. Love it, love <laughs> it, love it. Um, so, when you talk about empowerment photography, w- what does that mean exactly?
0: so for me it's showing women that they can do things that scare the shit oh can I swear (laughs) scare (laughs) the shit out of them um with the body that they have right now so a lot of the times when I first started my boudoir business I'd always get the emails like well when I lose 10 pounds or well I just have to go to the gym a bit before I come in I'd be like why are you waiting like you're not promised you know the extra amount of time that you're waiting for plus people are never happy like when they get there there will just be another 10 pounds or whatever so So I really wanted to like shift my branding and my messaging to be like no you're good now like if you do lose the weight or whatever you choose to do that's fine but then you just come in for another photo shoot down the road like you don't have to wait to do something that you want to But I think a lot of times, women especially, they like to justify why they can't do things. Like they need to justify instead of like, that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, Because nobody likes to admit their vulnerabilities. But that's the biggest thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Um. you've got a nickname and now did you give this to yourself (laughs) uh, or or, or where did this come from so tough love terry what's yeah so
0: i'm very much solution oriented so like if somebody comes to me um like my personality is very educate like i will educate people a lot that's my first insane just be like question and then educate why they might be feeling a certain way or whatever but i'm also not the one that will placate feelings like, I'm not like, oh, they there. I'm like, let's fix this. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Um, but my mom was also very much that with me. So that's probably where I got that from. Yeah. Uh, and I have like a three strike rule with people who complain. So like (laughs) you can complain about the situation once the second time it's getting old, but by the third time, if you're not actually doing something to get out of it, I'm not the person to talk to anymore. (laughs) So, and I will tell them that I'll be like, listen, we've been here before. You're not doing anything to change your situation. Um, you just want to complain. I don't have time for people that like to complain. Yeah. Yeah. So I set those expectations up front with people before they like hire me for coaching or anything. So that way they know like, Oh, I need something that's going to kick my ass but in like a nice way and it's for my best interest Then I'm that person but if you just want somebody to listen to you complain (laughs) I am not that person
1: yeah and, and, and you touched on something there. So you do coaching services, right?
0: Yeah. So that was something I started uh, this year in January, actually, because uh, last year I had my first bout of what I call entrepreneurial depression. Oh. And I was always that person that's like, well, just be happy, like, which I know is terrible because mental illness is real. Right. Uh, but up until I experienced it myself, I always thought people were complaining. Tough mm-hmm. love. Right. Yeah. So when I went through that, I realized a big part of why it was hard, harder as an entrepreneur is that we don't necessarily have people we can talk to that understand you can go to a therapist, but that mm. doesn't mean they understand what it's like being an entrepreneur yeah. um, or a creative entrepreneur. Nonetheless, like our person is so closely tied with our work yes. that somebody that just runs a business selling stuff they may not be as closely tied to something where you created something from your heart yes um so i feel it's a little different that way so i wanted to create once so i went through a positive psychology course because i self-studied a lot anyways but finally i was like i need a certification <laughs> add that to the docket <laughs> um but i did that and i was like now i can help people with resolutions again though you have to be very like also motivated to want to change the course yourself. Yeah. I'm not going to fix it for you, but I do yeah. like to offer solutions to people that just can't do it themselves.
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, for sure. Like I, I guess clients that are coming to you, they, they must have to have, like you said, that desire to make that change and you're just sort of their coach, right? Like, yeah, taking... that's
0: why I like the word coach more or mentor even mm-hmm. um, more than like a therapist or whatever because mm-hmm. I think a therapist just like listens yeah. m- more so in that. But a coach is like, questions them to find their own answers more than me like telling them you should feel this way or you should do this thing. It's like, well, why wouldn't you do this? Or tell me what about that you want to change? And like helping them dig through their bullshit essentially to figure out the answers on their own. I think it's more empowering than me just being like, do this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Sometimes I want to be like, do this thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and, and there's another title that I love. Um, uh, body image activist yeah so so, so uh, i mean i guess it's kind of self-explanatory but do you want to dive into that a little bit
0: yeah for sure so it's kind of interesting how the uh, the journey of my like title has gone yes. so right. when i first started boudoir I was like oh boudoir photographer uh then it became boudoir specialist and then it became boudoir specialist body positivity activist right. and then it became body image activist and then now it's body image activist then boudoir photographer right. or boudoir specialist right. um and So for me, I quickly realized that photography is just my medium. I also speak and do obviously coaching and things like that to help people through these same issues. Um, So I realized that the body image activism is mostly what I do and photography is just the way that I do it. It's right. not, it's not who I am, but the other thing is who I am. Interesting, yeah. Um, The activist part of it. Yeah. So I think that's where that came from first and foremost, but I, but I think that also speaks to like my level of passion, like an act, when you think of an activist, that's you're right. like, Oh, they're like hardcore.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's something I'm incredibly passionate about. Right. Like, and I like walk the talk or whatever they say. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my own life so that I can yeah, be kind of the person that people see.
1: Exactly. Do you, do you do you feel like your own personal experience? Um, well, I mean, obviously it must have, but played played an important role in 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 now bringing that to what you're doing with your coaching and your
0: yeah absolutely i find like i'm very uh one of my favorite things to do is like trend watch like i like to see where trends pop up um Mm -hmm. so after working four years photographing hundreds of women you start to see like trends popping up Mm -hmm. that also are reflected in my own life like things that i had dealt with or maybe haven't dealt with Mm -hmm. that i'm like oh i want to learn more about this for them and then ultimately i'm like oh that's about me okay (laughs) like maybe we'll talk about me first (laughs) minute. um but that has definitely helped so it's kind of both ways like the way it started was definitely through my own experience when I only got headshots back from a photographer because she didn't know what to do with a plus size body uh and I was like "Eh." but then I started to look at the photography industry as a whole because at that point I was shooting weddings and portraits and everything and if people were photographing plus size people, you never saw them anywhere. All you saw were the stereotypical uh bodies that we normally right. see in media. So that's when I set out to basically change that and diversify the the bodies that we see in the photography industry. Um, and that so that's kind of what started that shift. So it was my my personal experience that was like that's fucked up (laughs) like let's change that but i'm the type of person that's like that makes me angry what do i want to do about it instead of like that's sad and not doing anything about it i like to
1: fix things yeah and and you're you're doing a bunch of different uh i guess workshops right so you body image boot camp yeah uh are you, are you also doing everybody's tour as well? Is that... We're
0: not doing the tour okay. anymore. Ke- Kevin Lowry was my partner for yes. that. But um, because, well, unfortunately at the time we were supposed to do that, his mom actually passed away. Oh. So we like we could kind of see it coming. So I was yeah. like, listen, I don't want to be on tour yeah. while it's happening. So we're just going to not do it. Yeah. But then what happened, he actually ended up working for Cor- Cory Booker. That's right. He's doing like that the, now. Uh, yeah. yeah, like political campaign, which is like the best job for him. So yes. like it was, it was meant to work out the way that it did. Yeah so now i will teach the everybody's education myself okay um unless like uh, i've partnered with boonong as well before for a workshop in calgary we just come up with different names for the workshops yeah. when we travel but yeah, nice. um but i think that everybody's education is kind of the the big name for everything because that's what i want it to be um the models that i like to get or quote unquote models Mm -hmm. for these workshops are not your stereotypical bodies they are marginalized bodies that we normally don't see um people with disabilities or different like larger bodies or whatever yeah Yeah. so uh,
1: uh, talk to that a little bit so i mean obviously like like you, you said it very early on here, you know, people are always like, well, not right now, you know, I, I got to lose 10 pounds, I, you know, I got to do this first. What, what do you tell people, like, in, in those situations, right, who who come up with those? those I
0: things? basically say what I said earlier on in the yeah. thing was like, well, you're always going to be striving for something, yeah. and I don't want to take away from that, but you're perfect the way that you are right now. Yeah. And that's not your job in a photograph. That's my job as a professional to make you look the best as you are right now, right? To show you in the light that you are right now. You can always come in for another photo shoot. Your body's constantly changing just based on what we put into it, where we are in our lives and things like that. It's not constant. So to assume that, okay, when I hit this mark, that's when I'll do the thing is not... A thing that will ever happen yeah. because it'll just change again so yeah yeah. Totally, totally. yeah so I basically just that's usually like the verbiage I use in my yeah. emails back to them usually yeah cool but again if people aren't wanting to do it I also don't want to convince people I'm not that person that's like let me sell you on this I'm like yeah hey you're not ready for me you're not ready for me but you got to be ready for me (laughs) i'm a lot
1: (laughs) uh so so what's what's next for you like do you you have anything any projects coming up or or uh you know down the road where where do you see yourself going so
0: i really want to uh kind of actually shift more towards education than shooting clients okay uh at the beginning of my journey as far as my whole mission goes it was to empower as many women as possible and i after like a few years of shooting as many women as i possibly could i realized that as one person i can only do so much Mm -hmm. but if i could educate other people on why i do the things i do and how i do the things i do then that means i can affect that many more people going forward so and i'd love to teach i'd love to speak that's so fun for me so i'm kind of trying to transition more to that not just for the photography but also the body image boot camp side of things Um, because I think that's information that everybody should have for their own, like, their own selves. For sure. Um, but I teach the body image facilitation course because I had a bit, because being in Canada, uh, in order to work in the States, you need to have a work visa if you do it legally. Yes. But... I didn't want to do it not legally anymore. Right. So I was like, "How the hell am I gonna do this?" Yeah. So I created the facilitators course so I could teach other people, other usually boudoir photographers, because yep. they have the clientele, to teach them how to teach body image boot camp to their people. Hmm. So it's kind of the same thing with the photography, just more with the psychology behind body image. Right. Um, yeah. So then that way they can go forward and do that work in the U.S. where I cannot hmm. legally do it <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right, yeah. and it, it's why inter- i take
0: them to mexico <laughs> yeah
1: and, and it's interesting like you said you know i mean the stuff you're teaching you, you know doesn't even have to revolve around photography right? mm-hmm. like it's just important yeah important work and- but
0: i think the psychology part of it like i think photographers don't understand how much psychology like not necessarily on the same on their psychology and sales obviously mm-hmm. but the psychology of how our clients are affected when they see photos of themselves like what their brain goes through depending on the like every person has photos they don't like of themselves Mm -hmm. but usually as photographers are like hey here's your photos k bye and then we leave it at that we don't ask them like how did that actually make you feel but with boudoir photography most of us do in-person sales Mm -hmm. so we see the reaction in person and then we have to deal with whether or not they like their photos, if we give them space to express that. Which I think is important. We have to understand that if a client doesn't like their photo, that is our job as a professional to help them to see why that might be, yeah. I think. That goes a bit further than photography, of course, but yeah. I think if it helps your business, why wouldn't you do it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> 100%, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and let's talk about inspiration. So so where do you find inspiration or who inspires you? And and I mean, it doesn't have to be a photographer, uh, just to see yeah. like where...
0: Well, it's kind of funny because if you look at my Instagram account, the work that my Instagram account is, mm-hmm. that's totally different than my client work. Right. Like what I show people is, is the stuff that I love to create so my number one like photography inspiration is Ellen Von Unworth oh, yeah. like she is incredible <laughs> like because the women she portrays them like always so badass yeah but also it's technically incorrect like <laughs> super high contrast like blurred photos sometimes but it's so emotive right. um in a positive light for women like I yeah. think it's just like they give no shits and I love that <laughs> and if you look at some of my work you can kind of see that I think, like, that's how I always want my women to be portrayed is, like, you kick ass. Like, you need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> and to understand that you too regardless what your body looks like, you two are, like, a badass. Yeah. Yeah, so she would be my number one. Um, I don't know. I get inspiration from a lot of different things. Uh, like, if you look at my Instagram account, I follow a lot of, like, fine artists. Um, mm-hmm. None in particular. Just I like to see colors and, like, abstract yeah. art, kind of how it flows together. Um, I'm inspired by smoothie bowls. I know that sounds dumb, but have you ever looked at an Instagram account with just smoothie bowls?
1: Yeah, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Okay, so I tried
0: to make one once and it took me like half an hour to make the stupid thing and I ate it in like 20 seconds. I was like, that is not worth my time. I will appreciate other people, but the color palettes they use um i actually like to use that for my photography which is really fun because i always have complementary color schemes and yeah. like it's just a cool way to see it differently than i would in normal life yeah
1: well that's cool that's a really unexpected answer. i know <laughs> right that's why
0: i'm like nobody would know that
1: so Inspired get yourself smoothie some
0: smoothie bowls there we go yeah, don't make them though that's dumb Perfect.
1: Well, listen, Terry, that's perfect. I really want to thank you for taking the time for having a, a quick little chat with us today. Oh, and, you're uh, welcome. Really, really love the work you're doing and uh, keep it up. That's great. Thanks very much. Thanks. Okay. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Terry Hofford. And if you'd like to find out more about her, please check out the links in the show notes at tribearchipelago.com slash podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you love about the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. Leaving reviews helps others discover our show, and so we very much appreciate each and every one. So, thanks again. Until next time.